0: hey family how you doing this is coach josh welcome out to my i think this is uh 28th 29th um, video of my purpose signalness course hope y'all are doing exceptionally well thank you all so much for your patience i'm excited about getting into this course i'm gonna give you all an opportunity to come on in and as you guys are coming in uh, make sure you go to my website for those who are watching later. Or watching now, you go to my website, lifework.teachable.com, and you'll be able to go to the section or the course that says The Purpose of Singleness, and you'll be able to download today's worksheet as we talk about singleness and humility. Are you ready to be promoted? Um, uh, what God does before he promotes you. So I'm going to give you all an opportunity, and for those who's watching me live, let me know what city, what state you're watching from. I would love to see and hear where you guys are coming from and I'm gonna go ahead and kind of share some links out there to everyone that's watching. So give me one second as I share some links. Um, Here we go, let me share some links out real quick. Um, but let me know where you're watching from, and for those who's watching me later, or listen later whether on Google Play or Apple Podcast, want to say thank you all so much for listening, for watching. It's an honor to have you all a part of my community here online. And uh, for those who's watching me live and everyone who's subscribed, I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of my online community. For those who's watching for the very first time, you're like, hey man, I like the way this guy's uh, vibing, I like the way he's um, I'm delivering God's word and really helping make sense of my life. After watching this video, you feel like you want to be a part of this community, go ahead and subscribe. We'll love to have you a part of our online community here. Now, give me one second as I share some videos out and get it to all the audience here. uh Let's see here. Hope you all's week has been good. Give me one second to share it out just real quick. All right. We almost there. It's been a long week. I'm starting back work. I'm trying to get everything organized and ready to go. But either way, God is good. It's an honor to serve um, the young people uh, at the elementary school that I work at. So I've been trying to get everything balanced. So thank you all so much for your patience. All right. I think we're ready to go. All right. All right. Let's get to the chat by See who's here. Let me know where you all are watching from. Oh, wow. Everybody's here now. All right. Let's see here. Who we got here? Uh hey Chelsea, Lucinda Diggs. Um, all those who are asking questions right now, uh, feel free to go ahead and just save your questions. We'll get there real shortly after I kind of give the word of God and give some points about singleness and humility <clears throat> and preparing ourselves for promotion. Um, uh, just give us give me an opportunity. We'll go ahead and answer questions a little bit later. Let's see who's all here. Uh, K- uh, Kara from Baltimore, Columbia, Columbia, South Carolina's in the building. Uh, Joanne McCoy, what's going on? Uh, Oregon's in the building. Deborah, Brittany Darden, uh, Nicole Hilson, Bridget D. Johnson, Texas, Miguel, North Carolina. I love your moving. and been falling unplugged for years now. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Latoya La Bay, thank you so much for being a part. Jay Keaton, what's going on, man? Everybody's in the building. Norway's in the building. Um, my Libby, thank you for watching. Uh, let's see. Aries, what's going on? All right, let's get right into it. Before we get into it, <clears throat> I wasn't able to wear my niece's shirt because I kind of wore it too much and it's in the wash, but I want to let you all know about a great opportunity um, to support my niece. My niece just started her own company, her own kind of ministry business, and uh, she has a t-shirt out there that I'm supporting her with, and I think it's a good cause. Is this t-shirt here. It's her purpose shirt. Um, if you have an opportunity, the link would be... Um, in the description box below, and for those who's watching right now, I'll go ahead and post that link now, but you can be able to support uh, this. My, my niece's great movement uh, that she got going on, I just want to make sure she knows that she's supported, loved, and pr- and proud of, so make sure you go to the description box below, I'll go ahead and post the link right now in the website, for those in the chat box, so that you'll be able to support her and Her goal and mission in life is to help orphans and build orphanages So this is the beginning steps towards her purpose and I told her that I will do my part um, To help her out. And so I just post a link in the chat box there and for those who's watching later um, That link will be available in the description box below. I'll go ahead and post the, the picture again It's her purpose shirt it's uh, basically having you think about, are you pursuing God's purpose for your life now? So make sure y'all check that out. Uh, and I'm proud of you, Michaela, and we support you. Now, let's get right into our notes. <clears throat> Today, we're going to be talking about singleness and humility. We're going to be talking about what is required before God promotes us. This is for those who are new. This course sparked uh, from my one of my books here called The Purpose of Singleness. Uh, are you whole or full of whole? So this book right here is a great resource. For everyone that's really asking themselves, am I ready for the next level? Am I ready for marriage? Am I ready for ministry? Am I really ready? Am I whole enough to hold the things that God wants me to hold? This book, The Purpose of Singleness, is a great resource there, and it will be on my website. And now we're at 29 or 28 um, videos in. If you want the rest of the videos that I've done for The Purpose of Singleness, you can go to my YouTube channel here, go to the playlist tab, and there you'll be able to download um, today's or this book as well as the courses so you'll be able to catch up with those who are rocking with us now. But let's get right into our main thought. Let me go ahead and get my notes up here. So if you want these notes... If you want these points, you can go to my website right now, imunplugged.com. No, go to lifework.teachable.com, and there you will be able to download today's worksheet where you're able to really ask yourself, am I ready uh, uh, to be promoted by God? Am I humble enough to hold what he has for us? But let's get it right to our main thought. The main thought is this. The level of your humility will determine how high you will go and how well you will hold. The level of your humility will determine how high you will go and how well you will hold. There is a certain lowness for every desired height. Our main thought for tonight's lecture is this, that the level of your humility will determine how high you will go and how well you will hold on things in life. There is a certain lowness for every desired weight. We'll break some of those points down because it's very essential that we understand um, how God promotes us. How do we get into the process of humility and how we position ourselves to be promoted no matter what season or phase of life that we're in? Now, let's talk about our goal. Our goal um, for this lecture is uh, is for us to continuously walk in humility. Our goal as believers is to always find ourselves continuously walking in humility. Now, let's get to the problem. Many people are pushing to be promoted outside of the proper steps. Many singles or many people are pushing to be promoted outside of the proper steps. They want full branches with big fruit, but not deep roots. In order to go high, you must go low. So the problem is that many people are pushing to be promoted outside of the proper steps. They want full branches with big fruit, but they don't themselves don't have deep roots. We have to understand as people that before God promotes us, we have to be pruned. Before we are promoted, we got to make sure that our roots are strong. We have to understand as individuals that God is the one that promotes us. There's a scripture that says in uh, Psalm 75, 6 through 7, that says, For promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. So basically what that text is saying is that promotion comes from God. That God is the one that observes whether or not we are capable and prepared enough to be able to hold the things of life. My question to you is, how low are you? Do you have an accurate understanding of who you are in the grand scheme of things? Because the level of humility will determine how high you will go and how well you hold. The the more humble I am, the, the more I will sustain a high place. The more I will sustain a place of promotion. The more humble I am, the more I am able to to hold the next position, many people are pressing and pushing into seasons, into positions, getting married prematurely, having children prematurely, doing all of these things prematurely. And then, when they get into that position, they they begin to realize that all of these desired positions has a certain level of pressure to them. And most people are not prepared enough for the pressures of the next level of life. That's why God is saying, before you endeavor to elevate elevate yourself or push or press yourself into position that you're not prepared for, you got to really investigate what all comes with that position. It's interesting how everybody wants this small window of promotion. Everybody wants that brief moment of excitement where they're promoted and they feel successful and they feel like that, that is gold time and they feel like this is my time, but they fail to realize that after that promotion party, after that celebration, after that wedding, comes the real work. You got to be um, worked out in order to be able to work out a position. So our goal is to make sure that we are constantly in a frame of mind where we are humbled, where we have an accurate understanding of who we are, where we are, and why we are there, so that we're able <clears throat> excuse me, to hold that position well for God's glory. The problem is that many people are pushing to be promoted outside of the proper steps. There are proper steps for us to to navigate in order for us to be matured enough to be able to manage. God is looking for maturity. The enemy is gonna always try to present you or push you into a counterfeit situation when you don't have all the parts to be able to hold that area. Causing yourself not to be durable enough to go the distance. See, the enemy wants you to be halfway to your destiny or nowhere close to it because you burnt out in the process while God wants to develop us where we're mature enough down that next level. It's crazy how many of us and many people are guilty of, and I've been guilty of it in my life, where I wanted to be in this position so bad that all I thought about, all I focused on was how big my fruit was going to be, how big I wanted my branches, but I didn't take the time to dig my roots deep. If you want big fruit, you got to have deep roots and you got to be anchored. You got to be humbled. You cannot be in the infatuated clouds of life. You can't be caught up in a fantasy world of life that you have lost the sense and a touch of this life. Because if not, when you get into that position, like I said in my book, <clears throat> excuse me, the book that I'm writing now, I talked about how. Many people want um, these these positions. They want these uh, accolades. They want all these different things, but they fail to realize that if they're not able to hold that area, any and everything connected to them will be vulnerable. My question to you is: How high do you want to go? How high do you want to go? It says here to go high. You must go low. You, in order for me to go high, you must go. Um, hello, I hear you, but I can't see you. Screen, okay, gotcha. I'll go ahead and um. There we go. Okay. I'll go ahead and transition there. But it says that to go high, you must go low. And if we go to our main thought, it says there is a certain lowness for every desired height. That if I desire marriage, if you desire marriage, if you desire ministry success, if you desire career success, however high you want to go, there's a desired, there's a lowness you must achieve in order to abstain that hardness. That if I want to be uh, I'm successful. The word of God says to whom much is given, much is required. So if, I'm, if I want to be given much, much must be required out of me, which means the higher that I want my life, the lower on my knees I must go, the more humble I must be. Because in order for me to serve the people at this level, to serve a wife, to serve children, for ladies, for you to serve a husband and serve your children, to serve a congregation, to serve a company, because the higher you go, the more humble, humble you must be to in order to uh, accurately and, and usefully be of service to those at that level. See, the higher you go as singleness, all you got to worry about is you. Typically, all you got to worry about is you, your responsibility, whether at home or at work. But if you want to go to the next level of marriage, you got to say, am I ready to serve a wife? Am I ready to serve a husband? Am I ready to serve children? Or am I still a boy? Am I still a girl? No matter how high you go, if I want to start a ministry, then you gotta go even lower. You got to go lower than just a layman or a laywoman. If you want to be a pastor or preacher or in a five-fold ministry, if you want to start a business, you you got to go low to the to the level of height that you want to go in life the lower you got to go to serve the people at that level because we're supposed to be servant leaders we're supposed to be people that says i'm going to humble myself so that i can be of use to those that are around me let's keep going next point <clears throat> let's get some definitions real quickly let's get some definitions it says here we're gonna define, uh, we're gonna define, um, we'll get some definitions a little bit later. I, I guess I didn't have that uh, sheet up there. But let's define humility and let's define pride. Is it very important for us to understand definitions of these words so that we can really see where we are in life? Let's look at the word humility. Humility, by definition, is an accurate view of one's own importance. Humility by definition is an accurate view of one's own importance. It is also freedom from pride and arrogance. Humility by definition is an accurate view of one's own importance meaning that I have God's view of how I should view my life. I have an accurate view of my life, meaning that I see myself in light of how God sees me. Being humble doesn't mean uh, uh, to be used or to be abused. Humble says I completely understand my, my life in the grand scheme of things. I fully understand who I am, where I am, and whose I am many people have an inaccurate view of their own importance some people don't even see themselves as important or people see themselves overly important god wants us to see us in ourselves in the middle where we understand uh, uh the accuracy of how we should uh, uh, see ourselves saying yo I see myself the way God wants me to see myself so that I can be able to see others. That's why the Bible says before you try to take the speck out of your brother's eye, first take the beam out of your eye. And so many people got so many beams in their eyes and we're not even talking about light. We're just talking about just straight beams that we can't accurately see how we're supposed to serve those that we are in service to. So humility, by definition, is an accurate view of one's own importance. It is the freedom from pride or arrogance. Humility says I am freed from any type of pride. I am freed from any type of arrogance that when I look at through my life, and I see life in the grand scheme of things. There's nothing in me that desires for me to only succeed. There's nothing in me that desires to boast and brag and promote myself beyond where I should. He says, I am freed from myself. I am freed from a false view of who I am. Now let's define pride. Pride, by definition, is a feeling or deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievement. Another One of the definitions of pride is a feeling or deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated with, or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. This form of pride it's a dangerous pride, and the Word of God says that when a person embodies <clears throat> this attitude or this mindset of fall is inevitable. Let's break this defini- definition down. It says pride is a feeling or deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. Meaning that I'm proud, I'm proud, or my pride comes from all of my achievements. See, our pride should not come from our own achievement. There's nothing wrong with being. <clears throat> Proud of, of where you came from. Nothing wrong with being proud of your success, but those are subsidiary prides. Those are subsidiary prides. What I mean by that is that ultimately my essence, my worth, who I am, comes from the achievement of Jesus. Because of what Christ did for me, that's where I find my worth. That's where I find my value, because of his achievements. Now, my achievements may be great, but my achievements are in the light of what Christ has achieved for me to even achieve what I have achieved. And that's, that's what we have to understand that all of our abilities, all of our achievements stems from Christ's accomplishments, his achievements. And when you begin to separate the two and believe that you the one created air, because imagine if God charges for every breath that we took, none of us will be alive today. The Bible says in him that we live, move and have our being. So we got to always be grateful knowing that everything we have done in life Everything that we have achieved comes from Christ, that because of the life that he has given us, the abundant life, I am now able to operate in abundance and acquire abundance so that I can be able to sow and, and, and help others. Right. So we have to understand as people that 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 Christ achieved for us to achieve so that people can receive Christ. And when we understand that, we'll stay humble, knowing that no matter how many books I've written, no matter how many accomplishments I have, it is all in light of what Christ did for me and have allowed me or has given me grace to accomplish Anytime you get so solely focused on your achievements and you you focus so much on that, then you will walk in arrogance, you'll walk in pride, and God himself won't be the sole person of promotion. I don't want to promote myself. I want only God to promote me. That's why I don't brown nose to people. That's why I don't juk and jive and dance around and brown nose to people and, and get so caught up on who I know because if I know God, I know everyone. When you have access to God, you have access to everyone. The only issue is we want access to other people and we negate our access to God because we view that man is the sole source of our promotion. No, God uses people to promote us, but we shouldn't be looking to be promoted because oftentimes when we do that, we'll find ourselves in compromising positions. When we get caught up in that, then we'll find ourselves compromised. We'll find ourselves uh, I'm doing things that we shouldn't just to get a position. But if you know for a fact, hey, I only want to be promoted by God, then you arresting him. You won't stress for a position. You're arresting your position. See, let's break that down. So many people are stressing for a position. They're stressing. When am I going to get married? <clears throat> When am I going to get a raise? When am I going to get promoted? They're stressing about it versus resting in their first position as a son or daughter of God. When I rest in my position in him, I don't have to worry about when I'm going to promote it. I know that when God needs for me to be wherever he wants me to be, he'll, he'll find me. That's why I tell people, don't work for moments. Don't look for moments. Let those moments look for you. And when you look to the hills from which come your help, and you look to God, things will look for you. The moment you begin to look away from God, things run from you. But when you look to God and you focus on God and you grow into things of God and you fall in love with God, I mean, you grow in love with God and you embrace who he is. Those things will find you at their predestined set time. And that's the beauty about life. God wants us to rest because everything has been settled. And when we understand that we'll say i don't want no position god doesn't see for me to have that's why i don't have to worry about who i know and if they know me when i walk into a room i don't care who's famous whoever that i'm a child of god i don't care what you have accomplished in this world i know and who i am in association with so i don't sit there and be like oh there goes such and such and let me get close to them no i'm already close to god i'm an ambassador of god and, and, and whoever God wants you to know, it don't matter where they are, who they are, they will come looking for you. Let's keep going. It also says a feeling or deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements or number two, the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated with. Some people's pride comes in their associations. Well, look who I'm cool with. Look who my friends are. Look who I work for. I work for this company. That stuff is sinking sand. That thing that you're building your essence on is shaky because people are, are, are fake. One day they with you, the next day they're not. So we can't get so caught up on who we know and look at what they have accomplished. And if I could just get up under them, I would be successful. No, God is saying all that stuff is shaky. All that stuff, man, if you build your life on that, man, you will fall through. God is saying, man, you know me. I am immutable. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Build your life on me. Go through the sand. Find the rock. Lay your foundation on Christ and build with precious gold and stones. Build on me because it's pointless to be rich here on earth and then be bankrupt in heaven. The Bible says don't lay up yourself treasures on earth where where moth and rust can destroy or where thieves can break in and steal. He says, think humbly, think smart, think wisely. Lay up for yourself treasures where none of those things can touch. It's better to invest where you will be eternally. It's never wise to invest in a place where you're only going to be temporarily. And a person who is humble understands who they are in a grand scheme of things and their position as an ambassador on behalf of the kingdom that they will be held responsible for or held accountable to. It also says a person has pride or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Meaning people's pride is in their possessions, their pride is in their money, their pride is in their job, their pride is in things that are widely admired. So what happens is they buy the car, they buy the house just to get this and just to position themselves to look apart externally that they are not internally. You can buy all the things as a man, fellas, you can buy all the things that makes you look like a provider. You can provide for a home You can, listen, you can provide for a house, but can you provide for a home? There's a difference. Being, providing for a house is paying the mortgage, paying the bills, but can you provide for the home? Are you a priest over that home? Are you, are you, are you a shepherd over that home? Are you tending your flock? Are you tending your home? You can have all the external forms of provision that is widely admired, and you may have a lot of women's eyes on you, but a real woman ain't going to be intrigued by that. Don't get me wrong. You got to be a provider financially, but you got to be able to provide for a home mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and financially. And if if you're not prepared to do that, you got to stay humble because so many people get caught up, well, look at my house, look at my cars, look what I'm able to provide. That's cool, but that's one one third of provision. You gotta ask yourself, am I ready for that position? If not, I gotta humble myself. Now let's talk about the other side of pride, which is a good kind of pride. Now it's not a bad pride, but we have to make sure that our pride, all these other things are in light of, of, of our proudness and our pride in God. It says, pride by definition is a confidence and self-respect as expressed by members of a group typically one that has been socially marginalized on the base of their shared identity, culture, and experience. But this right here can be an issue as well. Like I said before, there's nothing wrong with being proud of your heritage, proud of your accomplishments, proud of what you have done. I am very proud um, of the books that I produce. I am proud of the things that I've done, but I don't find my identity in those things. See, pride by definition, if you look at the word, not by definition, but if you look at the word, the core of pride is ID. ID is short for identification. You got to make sure your pride ultimately is in God, that he is your hope, that it is, it is in him that you boast, and that is in him that you identify with, and that will help you guard your fellow. I'm proud of the Ezzy name. I'm proud of the things that God has done in my life, but I don't find my identity in him, All Let's look at the definition of arrogance. Arrogance by the definition is The offensive display of superiority, the offensive display of superiority or self-importance, overbearing pride. Arrogance is when it becomes offensive. Arrogance is when you say, hey, people can feel your arrogance. People can feel your pride. And let me give some advice to those who are around. People who are proud like this, arrogant and offensive. Their time is short. Never get offended in the midst of another person's arrogance. Never get offended in the presence of a person's arrogance. You got to be able to think three moves ahead and understand the formula of God. The Bible talks about uh, where there's pride, there soon will be a fall. And when you see that, you don't have to worry about, well, I don't have what they have. And then you start trying to compare your life so that you can be arrogant and proud as them. No, pride comes before a fall. Exaltation comes after humility. That's the word of God. Now, let's get some more definitions or some more points. <clears throat> Let me know if y'all learning something. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. There are two ways to be humbled in life. There are two ways to be humbled in life, okay? There's only two ways to be humbled or to be humbled in life. Number one, you either humble yourself through observation and order, or God in life will humble you due to unnecessary experiences unnecessary expectations. Let's break that down. Our goal in life is to take the initiative in humbling ourselves. We should be the people that says, you know what, God, how should I see myself? How should I live? How do you see me, God? And I'm going to humble myself in accordance. Humility says, you know what? I'm going to learn from observation and then from my observation, put my life in order. The Bible says he does things, God said he does things in decency and in order. It's best to learn from the classroom of observation than from the classroom of experience. It is very important for us to say, you know what, I'm going to watch how I should move. I'm going to learn, consider the ant, consider the fool. I'm going to consider these different things that Proverbs gave us clues on. I'm going to consider them so I can see how I should order my life. Those who, through observations, put their life in order and live their life in accordance are people who walk in humility and know how to navigate life. But those who will be humbled, they're humbled by God and life. I don't want to be humbled by God. Neither should you. You should want to be humbled by God. You should want to be humbled by life because usually when a person is living life through uh, uh, unnecessary experiences that were birthed from endless expectations, then that person will begin to find themselves with a lot of regret. I'd rather humble myself and still have joy, still have peace, still have focus, still have confidence, still have faith than to be humbled and then have to go through embarrassment. You see what I'm saying? How many people are arrogant now, but embarrassment is inevitable, that they will be embarrassed, right? And so what we have to understand is, is that we have the opportunity to submit ourselves to God, humble ourselves, trust in his timing, see life, how life is supposed to be seen so that when he exalts us, we will stay there alone. See, pride is when you Put yourself in position. Humility is when God pushes you in position. So there's two types of levels, two types of ways of being humble. I mean, being exalted. Either you exalt yourself and you there temporarily, or you go low and let God lift you up, and you will be there for a long period of time. That's how we're supposed to be. God hide me. I love the scripture here that says <clears throat> in James chapter four verse six. It says, "But He gives more grace." Uh, therefore, it says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. That's powerful. God opposed the proud because by default, that person is saying, Blasphemy before God, I have no need of you. I am like in God's sight, we're nothing but a molecule, (laughs) we're that small in the grand scheme of God's essence. And most people think their little old selves is something significant without God. When God is like, If I shut off the air. You, my friend, won't be able to breathe to be able to make that money that you're making. But when we understand that, that he gives more grace to the humble, that God says, if you got a humble heart and you trust me, when you make mistakes, I will cover you. When, you. when you're learning through life, I will cover you. I will give you more grace in that ministry, more grace in that business. I will give you more grace in that area because your heart is humble. We're not sitting there saying that this person is saying, okay, I'm going to act like I have a humble heart so God can give me grace to sin. No, we're saying God will cover you because he knows your heart. God will cover you because he knows that deep down inside you truly love God, but you're learning. It says God opposed the proud, but gives grace to the humble. It says submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Right? I love that. Let me make sure I find that scripture real quick. Uh, In due season, he'll exalt you. Let me find that scripture real quick so we can really really break down the word of God in this area. Let me see if I can find it right quick. Under the mighty hand of God, let me see if I can find it. Let me, give me one second. Here we go. That is in 1 Peter 5, 6. Let me find. All right. We're going to break down some word real quick. Uh, Give me one second, y'all. And thank y'all so much for watching. I really appreciate it. All right. Let me see if it's verse 6 and 7. All right. Here we go. Let's share the screen real quick. All right, let's break down this text real quick. This is the one I was really looking for. It says in 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7, it says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I love the scripture right here because it's very important. It says, humble yourselves. It doesn't say, God, humble me. No, you don't want that. You don't want that. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. See, the same hand that we submit ourselves under is the same hand that will switch positions and exalt us. So many of us do not understand how God is hiding you. God is literally hiding you. He's saying, humble yourselves under my hand. He's saying, man, do you recognize that I'm hiding you? Do you recognize that I'm protecting you? That 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 God that a wise person says, God, where's your hand at? I'ma humble myself wherever your hand is for me to work. God will humble, God wants us to say, I'm gonna find your hand, God, and I'm gonna humble myself under that. Because I know that you are the God of time. You know when it's the right time, the proper time to exalt me. But so many people are fighting against God's fingers, trying to get up out of there. And, and when you get up out of there, you find yourself unprotected, uncovered. But we as people got to say, I'm going to humble myself under God's mighty hand. We think our hands are mighty because you made some stuff. Okay, that's cute. But you ain't made no world. You ain't make no, 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 a uh, uh, human. So who are you in the grand scheme of things? Our hands, our might is only mighty through who God is. So we got to humble ourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time, do you understand there's a proper time for your exaltation, a proper time for your promotion, because God wants to prepare you for that promotion. Like God wants to prepare you. God, listen, If you really want to work on behalf of the kingdom of God, God ain't going to exalt you because he knows the damaging effects when people exalt themselves and speak on behalf of a God. They act like they know, but don't truly know. And then it causes a a damage in the minds of others because you fell from that position and be and be be on the lookout. Ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be a lot of strong men and women of God, women of quote unquote of God is going to fall. Because God rathers for those people to be falling from their positions. Watch out for that. It's coming. Because these people exalted themselves. Or when they got high up there, they got so full of themselves that they said, God, I don't want you anymore. I'm going to stand in my position here. No, no, no. no. Wise people say, I'm going to humble myself under the mighty hand of God and trust his proper time of exalting me. Because the same hand that's covering you will be the same hand that exalts you and will be the same hand that will hold you up. You don't wanna get married and get promoted into marriage and then fall into divorce, promote yourself in ministry and fall into infidelity, promote yourself in business and fall into a, a crime. You don't wanna elevate yourself and then fall Because you're going to cause an embarrassment on those connected to you. You want to say, God, I'm going to let them rush to ministry. I'm going to let them rush to marriage. I'm going to let them rush to that fast money. I'm going to let them go for that. But I'm not going to be moved. I'm going to stay up under your mighty hand because, God, I don't want to be exalted prematurely. That's why we have to live our lives, look out of our lives from observation and say, listen, you don't have to experience certain things to know it's not good for you. But if you you keep, I just want to experience, I want to know what it's like, that's foolish. Wise people say, there's a, a quote that says, smart people learn from their mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. So it's important for us, imperative for us to humble ourselves under God's hand and stay there. Rest there, not stressing, peeking through God's middle finger and pointing finger and be like, God, why can't I have that? God, when is my time? No, we're going to say, God, I'm going to stay in the middle of your hand. I'm going to wait here and work what you want me to work on and focus on it because I know in your proper time, when you see that I am fit to be able to to fulfill, then God, I'm going to let you heal me until I'm able to fulfill. Most people are pursuing a position they're not prepared for pursuing a position on the enemy's hand, on society's hand, building their life on things that will not hold them. My friend, are you humbling yourself? My friend, why do you want to be promoted so bad? It's not worth it because every blessing ha- is a burden. I'm telling you, listen, you get a big house, that big house becomes a burden. People want a million dollar home. Do you know the maintenance for a million dollar home? Everybody wants to get married, but do you know the do you know the maintenance fees of marriage? You know marriage has maintenance fees. Like, like you, you gotta, you gotta die to yourself. Fellas, do you not know that when you get married, there's maintenance fees? Maintenance fees is I gotta make sure that this home is good. I gotta make sure that my countenance of my wife is always glowing. I gotta make sure that I'm in position financially to make sure that my kids won't have to worry about wanting. I gotta make there's maintenance. You just can't get, oh, I just wanna have this position, <clears throat> and then scream and then of, of excitement that I've got you. know, there's maintenance, my friend. Like you gotta die to yourself daily in marriage. You gotta die to yourself daily in ministry. You gotta you gotta be disciplined with your money. You gotta be a a servant leader in every management position. Every blessing has a weight. You have to equal the weight of the blessing that you desire. Do you equal the weight of marriage? Does the glory is the glory of God in such a weight in you that when you get married, things are not tilting? Because now your wife is heavier than you, your husband's heavier than you, and the things of God, and the thing is tilted. You want to be and say, God, if I don't equal it in weight, I'll wait. If I do not equal in weight, the weight that I need to be for the weight of marriage, the weight I need to be to balance out ministry, I'll wait. Because if I don't equal the weight, I'll, 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 if I don't equal the weight, I'll wait on your timing, God, because I don't want things to tilt. I don't want to be, I don't want to be so out of balance that my kids slide off into compromising lifestyles. Uh, Things uh, slide off because, because I don't equal the weight and where there's balance. Balance is key in life, my friend. It's better to wait until you get your weight up than to jump on something that's lighter than you or heavier than you, that either you fling the thing or the thing flings you. Let's keep going. Let's get some more definitions. real. Uh, let's get some more points. Let me just get my screen back. All right, here we go. And thank y'all so much for watching. I <clears> did <throat> hey, bring myself no water. I'm off, but I'm good. God's got me. We're going to make it through. I said there's two ways to be humbled. You either humble yourself through observation of order or God or life will humble you. Uh, due to unnecessary experiences, unnecessary uh, expectations. Now, humility is a perspective. It is a way of life. Humility is a perspective. It is a way of life. In order to truly be, to walk in humility, you got to have the right type of mind that says, I see things clearer now. Wow. Like for me, man, i can going speak for myself. Like, I'm able to walk in humility when it comes to ministry. And I'm so glad God hid me for a long period of time. I've been doing ministry for 12 years, man. I've been doing this since 2007 or 2008, right? And so I've been doing this for a long time. And I used to be like, God, I want to be exalted. I want to be big like them. I want to be successful. I'm so glad because your boy was arrogant on the low your boy was full of pride. I all I cared about was proving to these haters, people who picked on me and talked about me. I want to prove to them that I that I am the dopest speaker, that I'm the greatest motivator of all time, that I that I'm the best preacher since Christ. I had that mentality. And imagine where I'm at right now if I had that arrogance still, my wife wouldn't want to be in the home with me. <clears throat> Nobody want to be around because all I care about is making my name great. So all that time I was fighting with God to promote me, I'm so glad through His mercy and love that He hid me. I'm so glad that He said, Josh, you don't really want this because if you if I got that position with that porn addiction, if I got that position with that frame of mind, if I got that position, then I will plummet in a, in front of a million eyes. It is better to fall where only your accountability sees your fall than to put yourselves so alive and fall in front of millions. <clears throat> Excuse me. I rather fall only in the eyes of my accountability than to fall in front of the masses, because at least in front of your accountability, they can minister to you. But when you fall in front of the masses, that's it. And how many people are promoting themselves with hidden addictions, hidden issues that the enemy says, I'm gonna keep promoting you and I'm gonna wait till you get comfortable in that uh, position with compromise. The enemy wants you to get comfortable with compromising without consequence. So the enemy will tempt you. The enemy will tempt you into a position arrogantly, prematurely, knowing that since I was the one that promotes you, I will be the one to get you comfortable in that position with compromise there because when you get comfortable with compromise and you think the anointing is the anointing, no, that's just gifting now. The Bible says uh, callings and giftings are given without uh, uh, um, repentance That he gives it to us, right? So many of us, we think that Uh, 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 talent is anointing. No, talent is different than anointing. You can have a person that can barely put sentences together, but be more anointed than a person who went to all these different schools and can preach eloquently. Paul said, I didn't come with eloquency of speech. I came with the power of God. I don't want to have a form of godliness and I deny the power of, that all I care about is the godliness that I want to present, but there's no power to destroy the yokes. If you truly wanna know if a man or woman of God is who they are, see how many yokes are by their side that they snatched off the necks of God's people. See the people around them. Are they walking in compromise or are they are they walking towards the prize of the high calling? That's what you gotta look for. But so many people, they don't know that, oh, I'm anointed, God is still with me, but you're just talented now. God's hand has been off of you. It's, I heard someone say that God will keep you God will fire you and let you keep working. Keep on doing what you're doing. I'm not with you no more. Do you know Saul was king years after God was no longer with him? That he was king when God already had his replacement. God went looking for David, kept Saul as king so that Saul can keep David's seat warm. Well, are you a seat warmer because you compromised and now God has already found your, the person up under you to take your position and now you gotta watch them do what you did better. I don't want to be a person that God used to be with. I want God with, I want God to always be with me. I don't. I don't want to get so caught up in my talents and all I have is eloquency of speech but no power. And that's how so many people are. They get so comfortable and compromised, and then when an enemy snatch the rug from up on them, they fall, and that fall is bad. I'd rather, rather, see, if I'm on my knees and I fall over, it ain't that that painful. (laughs) When I'm on my knees and I fall over to the left, it ain't no pain, all right, because I'm on my knees. But when I start standing and I start climbing, and I start standing on high positions, when that wind blows, how hard that fall is. You see what I'm saying? I'd rather be low so that if anything happens, I'm low than to be high and I fall. And I and, and, and everybody sees me as who's the egg guy? Who's the egg? Uh Mr. Eggman was Eggman Um uh, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king horses, all the king men couldn't put Humpty together together again. <clears throat> I'd rather be put together of the right materials so that I'm unbreakable because of God than to be, I built myself, I put myself up here. All it takes is one blow. And the same one that positioned you will be the same one that plummets you. Let's keep going. Humility is a perspective. It is a way of life. It's a way of life that I'm always looking. The Bible says, take the lowest seat in the room. It is better for you to be in a low seat and ask to come to a better seat than to go to a better seat and ask to come from the better seat. I don't want to be a guy. I don't care. I've been in my own rooms where I was the guy in my own room and didn't care. I didn't even think I was the best guy in the room. It doesn't matter what room I go in. I always seek the lowest seat in that room. The quietest person in the room is the most knowledgeable one in the room. Cause when you walk in a room quietly, you able to see people's personalities, see people's attributes, and you'll know stay away from him. He's fake. Oh, she cool, cool. Are you? Then you know how to move. But if you walk in there loud and want to be a center of attention, now all of a sudden you don't know who's gonna be picking out of your pockets. You over here loud speaking over here while people messing and, and 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 manipulating themselves to get your position, to get your attention, to get you off your position. That's why it's best to just say. In every room I go to, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to serve everyone, even if down to little children. I'm no better than any child. Jesus, even himself, has suffered the children. Forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. We got to stay humble in our own eyes. We got to stay little in our own eyes. Let's keep going. You must have the right perspectives to understand how God promotes, because what looks like a demotion could be a promotion. You, In order to really understand promotion, you got to have the right perspective. The Bible says, count it all joys when you meet various trials, when you meet trials of various kinds. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And when patience has had our perfect work, you will be complete, whole, lacking in nothing. That's important. That what looks like a demotion, like, man, I'm being demoted. Man, God, I had this great job and now I'm out. <clears throat> a lot of people in this pandemic Appreciate God's demotion (laughs) because you had a great position and they foreload those people, but God got you out of that job, put you in a position. You may, yeah, you may have the money, but you got money now. What looks like you being demoted is actually you being promoted. When God begins to demote you from certain levels of association, certain levels of friendships, demoting you and you like, wow, this is embarrassing, God. No, pruning is never embarrassing. I don't mind being pruned. Because I know what pruning does. Pruning ensures that I bear better fruit. So we got to have the right perspective of humility so that when someone says things or does things, you're not moved because you understand that it looks like to y'all I'm being demoted, but to God I'm being promoted. And that's why it's important to have the right perspective of humbling yourselves, seeing things how God sees them because what God could be doing in your life right now is hiding you. I'm bringing you down, man. I remember when I had two job offers right now, I could have, if I would have said, I'm going to keep my wide job and not go to the school that I'm at now during this whole pandemic, I still have my job while people in the YMCA don't have their jobs. So God will protect you five years out of a pandemic. God will protect you five, four, three years outside <clears throat> of, 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 of a, a climate change or a world change and protect you. That's why you got to stay humble. Because arrogance burns bridges. Arrogance will have you burn bridges. That's why I treat everybody right. I humble myself in front of the genders, in front of the people that make my food. I, I'm humble, I'm kind, I'm gentle, I'm nice. Cause you never know who you're gonna need. If they started talking about, hey man, you gotta have vaccines to get into this grocery store. And 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 I and coach ain't taking no vaccine, right? If I don't got what, if, what if what if what if? I was arrogant to the manager of these grocery stores. Arrogant to the ravens. Are the ravens gonna want to come feed me? God I ain't feeding him. I ain't flying over there to him. He he bro. he was trying to cut, he was trying to run me over the other day. Or he was mean to me. You gotta, you gotta just follow God. Because that hand that protects you will be the same hand that provides for you. And God uses people to provide for you. And if you're not good to people, nice to people, arrogant in front of people, people ain't gonna wanna do what God may be nudging you to do. Maybe God don't even wanna do nothing for you because of your own pride. I wanna be a person that I treat everybody like they're supposed to be treated. I serve everybody in the room, that's my heart. I walk in humility because you never know who God will have to use. And if you're better than most people, then if you act better than most people, the people you act better than won't be there to help you or give you a helping hand. Let's keep going. I got to get my rhythm back with these with these sermons, man. I ain't, I ain't really did a message in a while. So I'm glad to be back into this. Uh, prep, uh, preparation should be more coveted than promotion. Let's get that on the screen. Let me make sure I got the right one. The right slide. There we go. Preparation should be more coveted than promotion. That is important. You should covet preparation. You should, this des- in other words, you should desire preparation. Then you should desire promotion. Mister Miyagi had what's it, the Karate Kid going like this? Wax on, wax off. The Karate Kid was like, Why am I doing? Why am I waxing these cars? Why am I doing this? He didn't know. That muscle memory comes from preparation. That while you're doing this over and over again, preparing yourself, uh, uh, building yourself, developing yourself, that when it comes to warfare, you know how to block the enemy. My niece be trying to fight me all the time, right? And when she be throwing punches, I be boom boom because I know I did boxing before, so I already know. Not necessarily boxing, but I know how to block and I know how to do different things because of repetition. But if people trying to be promoted to certain position, but don't know how to fight. You don't get hit in the mouth. You got to prepare yourself because you think, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You think the devil of singleness is bad? Wait till you go to the new level of marriage. The devil against marriage is stronger than the devil against singleness. You think, you think the devil against you aspiring to be in ministry is greater than the devil against actual ministers? That's different levels, different temptations, different tactics, different warfare at different levels. The enemy against singleness ain't really that strong as the because marriage is more of an image of Christ in the church than your singleness. So if you don't understand that in your singleness, you'll go in bop, 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 bop get knocked all over to and fro because you envied and desired bishops alone, but you didn't prepare yourself for it. You didn't humble yourself and realize I respect my opponent. I respect the devil. I don't respect him. Mean, hear what I mean? I respect what he's capable of. I I respect because if you do not respect your opponent, you'll be beat down by your opponent. Oh, why do you think they made picture of the devil? Oh, he's just a little guy in a red suit with a with, a, with a little horns and a pinch for. He ain't nothing. The greatest lie the devil told was that he doesn't exist. If he if he can make people believe that he doesn't exist, right? If he can make people believe he doesn't exist, then people won't be able to resist. Thank you, my brother Kenny. My brother Kenny's in the building. Hey, we Kenny knows. Kenny's in ministry. He knows. There's different. There's different. There's different. There's levels to this, man. And and people over here envy these positions, man, and they're not even ready for the resistance. So we have to understand, man, that 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 we gotta prepare on this level, because people think that oh, when God promotes me, marriage is gonna be me twirling with my husband and Lily Fields. That marriage is gonna be just just a uh, uh, peak ecstasy of sex all the time with my wife, Bruh, It's not gonna be like that. Marriage is war. If a thousand could put, if a, if one could put a thousand to flight, two could put ten thousand to flight. So the devil is saying, y'all two could put eleven thousand to flight. So I'm gonna fight that marriage. I'm gonna fight you and your singleness to make. I'm gonna get you comfortable, anxious, <clears throat> stressed out on your singleness, and I want you to desire marriage so that I can send eleven thousand to you because <laughs> you ain't got no power to put in the flight. So we gotta watch what we envying. We gotta watch what we desiring. And we're not disciplined enough to be able to to operate in dominion at that level. Listen, man, that's why you can't just promote yourself. You got to stay single, stay humble. Trust God in this proper time that he will elevate you because he knows. If only she knew. If only he knew. And God will let you go as a prodigal son. That prodigal son just knew. If I get all my hair cool, whoop, whoop, and I go down to Vegas and do what I do. All of it gone like that. Listen, you got to respect your opponent. That don't mean you honor him. That don't mean you love him. I hate the devil, but I know what he's capable of. Therefore, I watch and pray, lest I too fall into temptation. That's right, Libby. He's a crafty enemy. The Bible says, do not be ignorant of Satan's devices. Listen, the people tell the devil's defeat. No, Christ defeated the devil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we still got to defeat him. We got to, we, we're walking from victory. People think, oh, the devil defeated. Oh, but I see your defeat every single day in your life. I can look on your crime. I can look at you, and you look. I can, I can predict your defeat. What I'm saying. So we have to say you cannot be ignorant of Satan's devices. You got to know what he is capable of, so that you'll know how to navigate. Let's get back to our notes. Humble people have a good handle. Humble people have a good handle. They have a good handle on life. They have a good handle on things because. They're humbled mentally. They're humble. Next point. Being humble doesn't mean being handled. I don't don't want you. People think uh, arrogance is might. No, arrogance is really soft, right? Humility is strength. A humble person doesn't mean you're being handled by people. People, you, no, 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 no. It's knowing how to handle yourself. Knowing how to handle things, knowing how to handle your anointing, knowing how to handle your ministry, knowing how to handle your money, knowing how to handle your wife, knowing how to handle your husband, knowing how to handle. So I don't want people to think that being humble means I got to be weak. No, no, no. That's not being weak. Humble means I know to walk away from this. (laughs) See, 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 I know when I'm in a situation around people, that's why I don't go where I don't go around people who have nothing to lose. I, I stay away from those people. I used to go to this gym and play ball. I don't play. I don't go. I don't go back to that ball place. I don't, I don't go play ball over there no more because they don't got nothing to lose. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be in a fight. I don't want to be in a situation or around or in a climate around a bunch of people who got nothing to lose. <laughs> OK, because they go. They're they going to to make me want to punch them through the throat and then I lose my stuff. So I stay around people who got something to lose because then they're not going to do nothing stupid because nobody in here wants to lose what they what they do. See what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, what am I trying to say? Humility says, I'm going to stay away from certain areas, certain things, or I'm going to learn how to navigate certain things and use it for my success. Now, let's get some more points. How to position yourself, how to position yourself to be humble, how to position yourself to be promoted by God, how do we as believers position ourselves to be promoted i spelt the word humble i spelt the word humble h-u-m-b-l-e how to position yourself to be humble it is important that we position ourselves for promotion during this course we talked about a lot of problems of singleness what happens and now we're talking about the processes of singleness that, put, that positions you to be successful, not just in marriage. Like I always say, singleness is not less than marriage. Their own their own equal and they're their own valuable in their own right. Marriage is not better than singleness. Singleness is not better than marriage. Uh, marriage is not less than singleness. Neither is singleness less than marriage. They own their own unique value, and they must be engaged a certain kind of way, right? Now, how to position yourself to be promoted by God? I spelled the word humble. This is how you humble yourself and position yourself to be promoted by God in his due timing. I don't want you to do these things and become, um, idolize these concepts. No, these are some points you need to keep in mind and to constantly and continuously walk in humility, position yourself so that when God sees in his proper timing, you're built up with the right stuff, the right perspective to keep a position. It's important to have the right mind, the Christ mind. It's important. It's important to have the right mindset where you know when to speak and know when not to speak, know when to move and how to move, know when to talk and when not to talk, when to and who and to what. It's important. And humility is a strategy tactic. Sometimes you humble yourself, even though you want to punch them in the throat. You humble yourself, <laughs> right? Because you know I gotta get I gotta make it home. I, I got I got I got things to do or you humble yourself to know that in me humbling myself to my niece and my nephews and serving them over time it will benefit you just humility is a strategy and you got to utilize it as such let's keep going how to position yourself to be promoted by God humble h number one the first h you got to honor God in order to continuously walk in humility and position yourself to be promoted by God like we talked about earlier you should never desire to be promoted by any and everything else but God. I only want to be promoted by God. If God ain't pr- behind this, I ain't getting behind this. Never get behind what God is not behind. So we have to understand that our mindset as believers is: I only want God to do the promotion. And if God only promotes based upon uh His predestined time and our preparation, then we should do as such. But number one, I gotta honor God. The Bible says. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, not the middle of wisdom, not the end of wisdom, the beginning. Your level of reverence for God, your level of honor towards God will determine your level of help towards God, right? Help with God. See, we got to honor God. God, your eye is everywhere. You can't cut corners with God. God knows you when you're cheating yourself and cheating others, and you expect God to promote you when you look good in front of everybody else before God. You smell? Are you a fragrance or order to God? When God really, he says, I know why you're doing that. I know why you're preaching. I know why you're seeking. I know why you teaching. I know why you're tweaking. I know why you do all these different things. I know why. And it's not for my glory. It's not for me. And you think God's going to promote you with a heart that's wicked, full of iniquity, hidden sins? You see what I'm saying? God ain't going to promote that. But when you are aware of God's omniscience and his love and his care and his goodness, humility is being able to recognize God's goodness. God, you too good for me to live like this. God, you too good for me to practice in this hidden sin. Or if I do make a mistake, God, help me to overcome this and, and achieve from this for your glory. But it starts with honoring God, respecting him and who he is. Like you just can't do certain things, listen to certain things, live a certain type of way, and expect God to promote. Why is God like someone asked me a question? It was like, uh, how many tests do I gotta pass to be promoted? And it was like, Well, the young lady was like, I feel like I'm passing, coach. I said, I said, young lady, you know a D is passing. You don't, there's certain things in God a D ain't gonna do. You gotta have an A. In certain areas, in you know, order for you to be promoted to marriage, you can't have a D in sexuality. You can't have a D in lust and expect God to give you His daughter and His son. You can't have a, a, a C minus or or a D minus in in um in emotional stability and expect God to bring you a husband. You can't have a D in these areas and be like, "Well, God, I passed." No, 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 no. God, but like, okay, let's get that grade up. Uh uh-huh. you can't have a D in in lust. And 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 have a D or have a D in uh, self-control and expect God to put you in ahead a of a home. God don't pass bad grades, man. So we have, in order for us to be promoted, we have to honor God and say, God, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to act like something that I'm not. Number two, eight, you got to stay hopeful in him. In order to position yourself to be promoted, you got to stay hopeful in him. God is my hope, God is my source that keeps you from being moved. God wants people, God wants unmovable people who are rooted in his immutability. When you're rooted in God's immutability, you're not moved. People can be like, Well, I can offer you a seven-figure job. You be like, So, okay, hey, I'm connected to God. I got a, my guy got a cattle on a thousand heels, bro. People look through that scripture. Not only does God have cattle on a thousand hills, not only does he have provision of meat. He also provides for the meat that's for you. What I'm saying is, is that not only God has a cattle, cattle represents a wealth and an opulence and meat and and, and food, right? Not not, Not only does God provide food for you, he provides food for the food that's for you. That's that's, the, that's how deep his provision is. God not only provides you at the surface level of provision, he provides for you at the conceptual stage of provision. He says, I'm providing for the things that will provide for you. That's how we get in position. You no, know, my hope is in God. Your man made money. How many people put their trust in the money? And you see what money does out here. My wife, my wife and I are already ready for this crazy stuff that's about to happen. Listen, listen. I, I, I said, I told my wife, we're going to keep a window open for the Ravens. <laughs> That's why y'all can't be, y'all can't just, y'all can't be skipping the Old Testament. The same, he did it before, he'll do it again. I ain't going to, I'm never going to be hungry. I don't care how crazy this world be. When there's safety in the will of God, there's safety in the hand of God. And when you honor God and your hope is in him, little, go and bring, oh man, y'all, y'all, Lord, you gave me croissants today. The, you, you, the Ravens brought me this today? Oh, God, thank you. If he can feed old dude with by the Ravens and a widow woman, what would he do for us? If he did that for people BC, what are you going to do for the people AD? We ain't talking about Anthony Davis either. Let's keep going. Stay hopeful in him. Don't put your trust in money. Don't put your trust in who you know. The people that you think you know, gonna be like, I don't know you. Your hope and trust gotta be in him, my friend. Second H, how to position yourself to be promoted by God. Th- the third H, you gotta be honest with yourself. I'm honest with myself. See, I'm gonna talk about this in another video, but I talk about how self-awareness really aids sanctification. It not the source of sanctification, but it helps aid sanctification. When you begin to realize just how wicked you are, I know I'm crazy. I know I'm wicked. The more wicked you know you are and what you're capable of, the more dependent you are on God. The more you realize, ooh, I need, I need that cleaned up. And people are like, coach, what you in? The littlest stuff is wicked before God. The littlest stuff. Little foxes spoil the vines. So I treat this little sin over here as big as the big sins. No, 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 no. This got to go. <clears throat> you can never trust yourself. I'm de- I'm, de- I'm, I'm, in desperate need because I know how deeply wicked I am. Self-righteousness blinds you from seeing just how wicked you are. Right. You have to understand, yo, yo, I'm crazy. Nope, no, I don't trust myself. I'm staying on my knees. Nope, don't trust myself. Nah, you can never put your trust in you. When you know how wicked you are, and how crazy you are, you make better decisions. Because you you depend on God. God, I need you. I know I'm crazy. No, I never put myself in a position because I'm still still being sanctified in areas. I'm not in my glorified body. So you got to be honest with yourself. Are you really ready? Are you really ready to be promoted? Have you checked every closet in your heart? Have you dealt with every little issue in your life? Have you truly forgiven everyone that hurt you? Have you truly got over those little addictions, those bad habits? Have you truly? We got to really understand how honor, how much honor God has for these things. There's too much honor for us to just be just be wicked and sinful. We gotta repent for our sins, man. We gotta confess our sins one to another. Why does that heal you? Accountability heals. The Bible says, confess your sins one to another that you might be healed. Concealed sins destroy you. Confess sins uh, liberates you. Yo, I'm struggling with this. I need, hey, I need you to hold me accountable. You, 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 you. Because there's safety and accountability. There's safety when people can check up on you. What you watching? What you've been doing? Who got access to your phone? Who can do everything to find out what you're doing to keep you focused? Because you can't be trusted by yourself. You got to be a peninsula, not an island. It's cool to be. Somewhat out there, but be connected to the mainland. Don't be no island drifting out here thinking you somebody. Build your minute. Do you know how many minutes out here? God ain't God ain't in, was never in, or uh, just left. And these people are comfortable in their sins right now, not being honest with themselves. I give it two years. <clears throat> I give it. A, I give it a certain amount of months. Give it a certain amount of time, but see what I do is I don't worry about them. When they fall, they fall when they fall. And I pray they don't fall. I'm looking at myself. Josh, what do you see? See, 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 see I don't get caught up in that whole Coach Josh stuff. I don't, I don't get caught up in that. Joshua Ejike the second. how are you doing? What are you doing? You got to be honest with yourself. If you truly want to position yourself to be promoted, you, you got to seek understanding. And remove others expectations in order to position yourself to promote you got to seek understanding God give me understanding about manhood give me understanding about womanhood give me understanding about marriage for the Bible says the knowledge of the Holy One the knowledge of the Holy One is insight God give me understanding help me not to have others expectations about marriage others expectations about all these different things like no help me to see everything how they're supposed to be seen Give me understanding, God. Give me wisdom. Bible says, man, if you lack wisdom by anything, it says man, ask of me. I'll let you know, son. I'll let you know, daughter. But do not stand up under anything that you don't understand. Understand is I have the strength to stand up under this and hold this. I understand. I understand marriage, and I'm under my goal. No, sorry, I understand manhood. I'm I'm growing and or I understand the biblical basic principles of marriage. My goal now is to understand it as I experience it. But God is the one that strengthened me to stand up under this marriage. Stand up under it. I'm strong enough to stand up under it. Don't stand up under something that you're not strong enough. The strength of mind, <clears throat> the strength of perspective is what keeps you hold, is standing up under things and holding up. I got to hold my position up. Remember when uh, Moses had the two two guys hold up his arms? We got to stay held up to hold this thing up. And, it, and in order for you to hold up things, you got to understand those things. Because perspective are pillars that keeps things held up. You got to seek understanding. No, 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 no. Right now, because you can't wait to say I do to be like, I'm, I'm a wife. No, a wife is made before a wife is made. You see what I'm saying? A wife is made before a woman says, I do before like you, uh, you, 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 God makes you into a husband before you actually become a husband. God makes you into a wife before you actually are a wife. God makes you into a financial steward before you actually steward in big dollars. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> you got to understand that God makes you into the thing before you actually put out there before any product is put out there before consumers, that product is tested. Because if their product is not tested And casualties happen That company is going to be sued Why would God put you out there Knowing that you're going to add damage To the kingdom of God God going to be like No, I'm going to test you I'm going to prune you I'm going to develop you So that when I put you out there You will be a great image of me Right So you cannot count a strange When you get tested and pruned For the position that he wants you to hold Let's keep going M, how to position yourself To be promoted by God M, stay mindful Stay mindful and self-aware of your attitude, attributes, actions, and associations. Be mindful and self-aware of your attitude. Be mindful of your attitude always. How to be mindful of your attitude is to make sure you get the ultimate attitude. And that's jo- the, uh, the best attitude is joy. Joy is the best emotion. Joy is the best disposition. Joy is the greatest attitude. Gratitude is the best attitude. You see what I'm saying? You got to always be mindful. Yo, Typically in these situations, I am not the happiest. I am not the most jovial. I'm not the most easy to deal with. I got to be mindful of that. Because if I'm not mindful, I could be embarrassing my wife. I could be embarrassing my children. I could be embarrassing those. I got to be mindful of my attitudes. So how do I be mindful of my attitude? I'm going to be mindful of God's joy and his presence everywhere. No matter where I'm at, even if it's not where I want to be, I can still find joy there. Knowing that God's presence is there and the joy of the Lord is my strength. And now joy rises up in. Now you begin to smile because you recognize God's presence there. And you got that recharge, that quick battery full. And now you're able to walk in a greater attitude, even in the midst of something that's trying to steal your joy. You also got to be mindful of your attributes. I got to always be mindful. Am I operating the characteristics of God? Am I walking in the characteristics of Christ? What are my attributes? I got to be mindful of my attitudes. I got to be mindful of my attributes wherever I'm at. How am I carrying myself? Because the way you carry yourself, somebody is watching how you carry yourself. That's why I love working at elementary school because I know I'm always held accountable because I always got eyes. Because I'm the only I'm for, for 90% of these kids, I'm the only male figure that they could trust and know. Right? So I gotta always carry myself a certain kind of way. And the best way to carry yourself is to let yourself be carried. Let yourself be kept. In order to keep, you gotta be kept. And you understand that by saying, okay, the best character to have is Christ like character. Because that's sustainable character. <laughs> you also gotta be mindful of your actions, how you moving and how you acting out here, man. I never trust a person that mistreats people beneath them. Only we, we can't we we can be friends. We cannot be friends. I can't be I can't be around you because <clears throat> the moment in your mind you think I'm beneath you, you're gonna mistreat me. I don't care if you look up to me right now. The moment you start thinking that I'm beneath you, you'll treat me like you do that person over there, You gotta always be mindful of how you act. You also got to be mindful of your associations. You got to be mindful. Are these people really the people I should have around me? You got to be mindful of your associations. Uh-huh. yeah. See, if I'm around y'all, I'm going to get arrogant, I'm going to get proud. I'm going to start finding my identity in my car and my money and my success. I got to trim that association. B, how to position yourself to be promoted by God, humble. B, avoid boasting and bragging at all costs. How to continue to walk in humility, you gotta avoid boasting and bragging at all costs. Make God your boast. Make God your boast. God is my boast. I boast in him. Not I don't boast it. It's this this gift and this talent I have. I can't boast in that. What, what's that gonna do for me? It may get me through some doors, but but Jimmy, Jimmy down, down in, in South Carolina, who stutters and who can barely talk. It's what's going to be the one God used to break out revival. But I'm over here. I got a big ministry. (laughs) And this guy over here who got half the talent is starting a revival because God got his heart. I brag. I I boast in God. There's nothing in your life that is worth you boasting for. Your money, your talents, your accolades, that ain't worth you boasting in. Uh, Your boast must be in God. I make God my boast. I boast in him. He gets the glory. He's the one who gave me the gift. He's the one who gave me the grace. He the one get the glory. He gave me the gift. He gave me the grace to give it, and now I'm going to give him the glory. Cause without him, I ain't nothing. You gotta avoid boasting and bragging on cause. With me, you gotta change the way you think. You gotta say, you know what? This ain't enough to compare to God. You can have all the money in the world and brag about it, but I don't listen. I, that's why I don't care about how much money I make, dying if I make a lot of money, cool. If I don't, cool. Because eternity's my home, friends. I don't want to live a lavish life down here, and, and when I get to heaven, I, if I if I make it, I'm talking. I'm just talking the, metaphorically. The, theoretically, I think it's the word. How many people r- rich before men but bankrupt towards God? You got to invest where you're going to be forever, my friend. You got to invest where you're going to be forever. Invest where you're going to be forever. <clears throat> That's where you invest your life. I'm going to invest where I am forever. I'm not going to invest down here. I'm going to make all this money here. And I can't take a dime with me. I, I can't even take a penny to heaven with me. I can't be like, oh, give me that penny. I can't, I can't even take a penny to heaven with me. I can't even take a dime to heaven with me. So why am I going to invest my life down here? No, I'm going to invest it in heaven. So when I get there, all right, now I can get unlimited wings. Now I can afford some wings up here. I'm just joking, I'm just joking. Just keep going. <clears throat> L, you gotta look for ways to serve. In order to stay humble and position yourself to be I gotta look for ways to serve. Because no matter how high you go in life, you're going to have to serve. <laughs> you get ma- If you get married to be served, you are a disservice to that union. But when you look to serve, you will be an asset to anything and anyone connected to you. In order to position yourself to be promoted as a single person or as anyone, you gotta look for ways to serve because no matter how high you go in life, you have to serve. If you go looking to be served by people, you won't be able to serve in that position for long, I'm telling you. <clears throat> but those who serve, no matter and they're serving down, like they're they're the they're the CEO, they're the pastor, they're the whoever, and they're serving legitimately, he'll he'll be he'll be held up for a long period of time. She'll be held up for a long period of time. But if you get to that position, <clears throat> that's, I'll be a fool to look at my wife. You oh, you serve me four meals a day, three meals and a snack a day before I do anything for you. What? Let's see how long that marriage going to last. I don't care about what meals my wife. Okay. I come here. I serve. I don't think about being served. I don't. My whole focus is to serve. My whole focus is to serve her. God serves me so I can serve her. I'm a resource by which the source of God flows through so that she can blossom as the wife that she needs to blossom to be. But you got to always look for errors serving your singleness because no matter where you go beyond this stage of your life, greater service has to come from it. Another L, listen to feedback. Listen to feedback. Not everybody, not everybody who's critiquing you is a hater, bruh. Like a lot of, lot of people now in this day and age, they don't want to be checked. They don't want to be held accountable. They seek for certain types of accountability. Their accountability are yes, man. Yeah, that's okay, John. Do it. Yeah, God is with you. No, no. You need someone in your life that's going to check you. Listen to feedback. And what people do, they 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 categorize these people as haters, but these people are actually people who are helping them. So, no, no. Call them a hater so you can continue to do your sin and do it the way you want to do. When that person really telling you the truth in love and really correcting you and rebuking you, but you don't want to be rebuked. You don't want to be corrected. I don't mind being corrected. I remember one time, <clears throat> um, it was with this book right here. Do I got the book with me? Yeah. My pastor, Pastor Goo, it was many years ago, maybe 10, 11 years ago. He allowed me to promote uh, my book at the church. He allowed me to promote my book and my t-shirts at the church, right? Because I had t-shirts in the book that came together. And I said something that was bad theology. That was years ago. Years ago. I said something stupid in front of 3000 people. He puts his arm around me. He says, son, you know, I love you, but I got to correct you. That's not what the word of God says in front of 3000 people. I said, man, God, I appreciate that. I would rather be corrected in front of, by in love than to be kept by by by, by uh, uh, what I thought was love. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like open rebuke is better than secret love, the word of God says. It's better to be openly rebuked and be embarrassed in love than to be kept up in a lie, man. So I, every time I look at this book, I'm so glad that I was corrected. I'm so glad that I'm accountable to a man that's gonna correct me. So I now know how to correct people. That's why most people don't wanna be around me because I'm not this new school type of guy. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Simple as that. I'm gonna correct you in love. If you're wrong, you're wrong. People don't want to be told they're wrong. If you want to be right, you gotta be told you're wrong. If you want to live right, you gotta be you gotta be welcomed, being told that you're wrong. You gotta, you gotta be open for correction. That's how God promotes you. Because if you're not open for correction, you're gonna be a cult leader. <laughs> you're gonna be leading the cults. Nobody tell me I'm this is God, I'm Jesus. Do what I say. Nobody's above correction. You got to be accountable in order to hold people accountable, right? E, how to position yourself to be promoted by God or humble. E, enjoy God and others. Enjoy where you are. Don't run from your singleness. Don't run from this season that God has you in. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. God, man, I'm rocking out with you. I got a wife to enjoy. I got two moms to enjoy, my mom and my wife's mom. I got my dad to enjoy. I got my siblings to enjoy. I got my nieces and nephews to enjoy. I got my sister-in-law to enjoy. I got people to enjoy. I don't don't got time to be thinking about, but I just got to get to this next level. I just got to get promoted. I got No, I'm enjoying God, enjoying where I'm at. Because I'm going to keep working, sharpen the blade, staying a master of my craft. Don't get it twisted. But I'm not. I'm. I'm more. I'm more focused on preparation. I am promotion. So that means enjoy God and enjoy others. That keeps you from being overly zealous. It keeps you from being overly eager to get things in life. That's right. Love corrects, my friend. Last e. Look through empathetic eyes. Look through empathetic eyes in order to be humble and to position yourself to be exalted. You got to have empathetic eyes. All right. We are at the end of the course. Uh, everyone up under Libby, uh, go ahead and put your questions in. I got time for maybe uh, two or three or four questions. I'm going to give you the opportunity to post questions, but go ahead and go to lifework.teachable.com and download this worksheet under the purpose on this course. I got some activities for you all. Activity is, uh, this week I want you to assess your desire, promotions and your pride. Utilize the worksheet below to do so. Why is, why is it important for you to be humble? Honestly, where do you find your worth or pride in? A lot of great questions that will help you process where you are. So download that now. Um, go. To, you can also check out my website, um, imunplugged.com, to get more information about the things that I offer. Uh, let me see if I can find my website real quick. Here we go. Here's my website right here, Iamunplug.com. Let's get my books real quick. And there you could be able to get books, card games, and resources. You got my first book Unplug. You can get there. Uh, let's go ahead and minimize that. Books, books, card games. I got a uh, book for those who struggle with soul ties and strongholds, the purpose of freedom, how to untie a soul tie a Stronghold that books available for you as well. Got this book for singles and for couples called Dating Prep: How to Date Yourself and Love Your Life Forever. Great questions to ask yourself and ask your significant other to see y'all if y'all on the same page and ready to be promoted by God. Of course, my book, The Purpose of Singleness, Are You Hold for Full of Old? That's what sparked this course. Also, I'm um, just go to my website, imunplugged.com. There, you'll learn more about what I offer. Um There, books, I got card games called Dating Prep Memory Muscle, Um, books there, merch and get t-shirts there. And as we're talking about t-shirts, my my niece, I am so proud of her. My niece developed her own, I guess, ministry, entrepreneurial endeavor, where her goal is to build orphanages and help orphans. And so we we had a business session two weeks ago, and, and we really got some ideas out there. And so I told my niece I will be supporting her. And helping her uh with her cause and with her uh shirts and all that good stuff. So she has a shirt called Purpose and some other shirts on there, um, Christian shirts that really kind of aids towards her goals and, and, and purposes in life. So that web that t-shirt is available. I will post a, a link in the comment sections below. Um, if uh supporting her will support her cause and her uncle and her aunt are so proud of her that she feels the call of God on her life. And I'm here as an uncle, and my wife is here as aunt to support her. So this shirt right here is a a great start to her cause. And uh, um, if you are able and feel led to, you can support her there. And her website is right there in the comment section below. And I know she's watching. I I know her mom watches. uh, But I'm just proud of you, Michaela. Um, Keep going and following the will of God in your life. And your uncle and your aunt got you. And y'all going to be seeing this shirt and her other shirts all the time because I want to support her as well as you can support our shirts as well i'll make sure uh the link is in the description box for those who watch later on youtube but for those who's watching live right now that link is in the comment section or um that link is in the uh, chat box there and so you if you want to support you could do so as well we'll greatly appreciate it but let's get some questions real quick let's see where i left off okay Give me one second, y'all. I'm going to go get some water. Coach needs some water. I'll be right back. All right. Had to get that, I had to get that thing out the freezer. That tin water right there, alkali. Catch my breath. All right. First question. Two things, Miss Reynolds. All right, two things. How did the courtship process with you and your wife look? Whew, I ran up the stairs. Give me one second. Whew, all right. Two things. How did the courtship process with you and your wife look? I know it won't look the exact I know it won't look the exact same. Just to get an idea. Oh boy. Just to get a just to get a just to get an idea of a godly courtship. God began placing us together. Let me see if you got you said two things. All right. Let's get to the first thing. <clears throat> Two things. How did the courtship process with you and your wife look? I know it won't look the exact same just to get an idea of a godly courtship. Great question. Well, this is how me and my wife did it. My wife was a G. I was in ministry and um, her friend brought her to my Bible study, right? <clears throat> and I was like, I studied in my message. I heard the story. If you haven't, I'm going to tell you now. I was preaching her friend brings in she had this long white flowy dress this tank top on hair and two pointed tails coming down like this shoulders out and whatnot and i studied and i was like ah right, you know whatever cool so i was like i don't know who this girl is like i gotta get to know her, right and then she came another time and then I, I, my sisters was there it was funny and this book right here you see you see how guys be doing this book right here i was like you know what she when she came the first time I didn't give her a first time gift. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, you know, first time guests get a first time gift. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, you know what? when she come next time, I'm gonna give it a free book. Let her know, hey, your boy's an author. You know what I'm saying? So I gave her the book and I was like, you know, I gave her the book. You know how sisters are. Sisters are surrounding me. I'm like, bro, what y'all doing, bro? Get out the way, man. Coach trying to spit gay. And I spit the word and I'm trying to spit gay. So and then I was like, you know, what? here's a free book. And uh, if you don't mind, may I have your number? She was, she pulled her phone out. She was about to. So I knew, I knew. And she was like, no, not right now. Walked out the door, Walks to her car. I said, man. And throughout our courtship, we, um, she was very, 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 very serious about who she was. And so our courtship looked similar. We knew that we dated for a purpose. We courting for a purpose. And so what happened was our courtship was more so we didn't have sex. We both were virgins. Um, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't get down like that. Don't get me wrong. We, we you know, I ain't gonna get on to our business. But what I'm saying is, uh, but we stayed pure in that area. But our courtship mostly looked like us. I'm um, um, just following God. Uh, we put ourselves up on accountability. Uh, we went through counseling. Uh, we was held accountable. Uh, one of the good, One of the best things about what we did was we went to accountability early. And the accountability got us prepared quickly. What I mean by that was, there were certain things in my life that my pastor brought into light that shine light for me to work in that area. And so in that area, I had to work on that because I had a perspective that says, in order for you um to really marry your wife, you have to have these things in order. That's why I'm telling people courtship without accountability will set you up for destruction. I'm telling you. You got to be held accountable from a couple who is successful. My pastor and his wife have been married for 40 plus years, so, 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 so they know stuff that we don't know. And those counseling sessions, bro, really kept us from getting married prematurely, from getting us entangled in, in certain sins. It really kept us. So, our courtship was. She didn't really give me access like that. When we used to go on dates, we didn't go. We didn't go on an official date until after months that we knowing each other. Like, like she was like, if you want to come see me, I go to school. I, I take classes at UNCC. You can come see me on Tuesdays after class. And I was like, man, she gave me structure for my pursuit. Ladies, you gotta give structure to a man's pursuit. You just can't let a man pursue you any kind of way. You must give structure to that man's pursuit. What I mean by that is you give him a place, you give him a time where he gets access to you, right? But before that, before we really got serious, we both took two weeks off and we said, we're going to seek God to make sure God confirms this. So I'm kind of going all over the place. But we sought confirmation first. That we separated for two weeks, sought God, prayed to God, and after those two weeks, we finally knew we were supposed to be with each other. And from that moment, we got very serious about relationship. We sought accountability. We got set up with our counseling sessions. We stayed committed to the Word of God. We stayed committed and asked different questions to really see if we're on the same page. Uh, we are on the same page in regard for us to being together. But are we on the same page of development? And those some of the questions that we talked about are were actually in my book Dating Prep. And I made this book so people can ask the right questions to uh to either um uh keep the right relationship going or end the wrong relationship. And so what I loved about my wife, she gave structure to my pursuit. She's like, if you really want to marry me, you gotta have these things in a row. And instead of her just Saying those things, we both agree to go into accountability so that the accountability can echo, echo those sentiments and echo the sentiments for her to grow in, for her to be able to be ready to be married, me, to marry me, to be married to each other. And so first things first, find confirmation. Second step, get confirmation from God. Get up under the accountability God has for that union. Number three, grow in accountability until it's time for uh, engagement. Once you get engaged, then get counsel. Once you get counseling, then that's when these questions get more serious and finances and things are talked about, these different habits and, and little uh, tweaks here and there that positions you. What I've learned from marriage from being married for two years is a day-to-day work. No marriage is made the same. Every Most marriages are started the same, but they, they they're different. She got a different background, I got a different background, which means that we both gotta be dependent on God, right? And so that was the process of our courtship. We'll probably do a video together um down the road, Lord willing, to kind of go deep in that question. But but our courtship was not was, wasn't like the I don't want this courtship or what I'm saying to be idolized, but I'm gonna do what coaching them did. What I gave you is a structure, but the nuances between how differently you and other person is. But I know for us we, w- what, what really helped us was us being virgins. And I'm if you're not a virgin, I'm not sitting there saying that, but you, sexual purity, let's put it that way. It wasn't virginity that kept us, but it was being pure in mind. I'm not sitting there saying that's the real reason. The real reason for our sustainability was God, 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 God. But sex and intimacy has a way of clouding your judgment or infatuation has a way of clouding your judgment. I, idolatry has a way of clouding your judgment, but when you reverence and honor God, you honor marriage. When you honor God, you'll honor everything that God honors, and then you will position yourself accordingly to be successful, my friend. <clears throat> I'll probably do a video. I'm gonna kind of write down all the details, things that I think that really will help those who have those questions about us. Um, but I really talk about those different things. I don't want—I don't want to be that YouTube couple that people idolize and be like, "I want to be like them and have a relationship." Now, you want—you want the relationship God wants for y'all to have. All right. Next question. All right. Vartan, what's going on? How to deal with sexual temptation during my singles? Great question, bro. Oh, ma'am. I'm not sure. Not sure about a picture. But now let's get to the core of sexual temptation or sexual sin. Sexual sin, sexual sin usually stems from a false source or um, some wound, Um sexual intimacy or temptation that leads to sex is just um, a symptom of a more severe problem, okay? If I teach you to treat the symptoms, the symptoms will only be gone for a season. But if you, through the Holy Spirit, find the source of why you're falling into sexual temptation and sexual sin, then the, when the source issues dealt with, whether it's idolatry, whether it's pride. Whether it's uh, abuse, whether it's misuse, whether it's abandonment, and for my sexual issues back when when it came to pornography stuff, it was abandonment. I was trying to fill that void of abandonment and how all these women left and all that. Because I was I was a, a, a friend zone guy. I was the big brother Josh, and so I loved hard, man. I was I was corny, y'all. I was like, yo, I love you. <laughs> I, I, I love you. You know, I was just that type of guy, right? But when people kept leaving my life that abandonment i was like bro y'all gonna leave your screen ain't gonna leave right and so what i was doing was i didn't know it was abandonment issues but i was trying to hide or fill that hole with this hidden sin because at least i felt loved at least i felt whatever at least i felt uh, uh whatever whatever but afterwards you felt condemned but when god really began to show me that you got an abandonment issue josh and if you don't deal with this abandonment issues, not just that symptom, but other symptoms, idolizing of ministry, this goat complex of being the greatest of all time, all that stuff is gonna be prevalent in your life. So, my friend, how do you deal? Don't even deal, deal. The goal is to heal. How do I heal myself from such temptation? It's saying, Holy Spirit, what is the root reason of why I keep falling for the same trap? Lord, help me find joy in you in this area, Lord. Let me find purpose. In you in this area, whatever that conception is whether it's idolatry, whether it's uh abuse, abandonment, whatever it is you got to let God heal that area. You don't want to deal with sin, dealing with it means like I'm putting a band aid on it. I, I deal with no, I want to be healed from it. And the best way to be healed from it is to find your hope in God in that area that you're struggling with, my friend, and realizing that singleness. It's an opportunity to channel certain energies and I won't say energy, certain uh, emotions and certain passions into productivity. So what I did was and I'm not saying everyone does this, but what I did was I got productive. I I didn't make my I didn't give myself too much idle time to fall into certain things. So I said, I'm just going to write books, man. I'm just going to find my purpose. Don't let that be your source of healing that issue. The source of healing your issue is not productivity. The source of healing your sexual issue is not uh uh uh, uh filling it up with something else. Because when you remove that and fill it with something else, then idolatry grows. Then uh like what happened to me, I I, I replaced. Uh, pornography with with uh, go- a goat complex I replaced it so what it was was right, I'm gonna get productive and productive is going productivity is gonna be my salvation from the sexual sin and so what happened was then I, I I put instead of putting Christ there I put my productivity it may have been genuine and sincere in the beginning but it became ravenous down the road to so the next thing this other issue swammed up And it wasn't pornography, it became, look, look, yeah, 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 I'm going to be the best thing since I got into that. And then I said, yo, I got to, whoa, 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 Josh, you can't replace that with something else. You got to replace that with himself. You got to replace that with God. So my friend, I want you to get a sheet of paper and write down what is the source root reason of why you find yourself falling in that issue and ask yourself, why don't you have hope or joy in God in that area? And, and ask God, show me how to use my these, 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 this, 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 idle time. How can I fill this idle time with service to you? Service to you, God. And then you won't end up like me. The first two books was out of, well, not the unplugged book, but yeah, the first two books, Unplugged and World War Me. And it was just, just I just got to do something. To get, then I realized, then it started painting away. And now I was like, you know, I'm doing this the right way. That's my best advice for that, man. I can give you five ways, systems and things that sustains me and sustains you, mean sustains me and may sustain others. But that's the first thing. The other steps is having accountability, having someone access to your phone, um, having uh, locks, covenant eyes, locks on your phone, locks on your computer, where even if you want to, even when if you want to, you can't. Even if you want to, you just can't because you got accountability on every level, systems of every level, supported by your sole focus is pleasing God and living for God. Hope to help. That's quick kind of advice I can give you there. All right, it's 919. What else I got? You welcome uh Angela Nelson. You asked a question down below that I'm gonna answer. I think it was you or somebody else. Humble one, what's going on, family? Aries says, hey, coach, if someone had kids behind your back while y'all was dealing with each other and they say you have to forgive them, is it wrong to forgive and have nothing to do with them? Listen, forgiveness doesn't mean fellowship. Forgiveness doesn't mean continuous fellowship. It means the modification, modifying of that fellowship. What I mean by this, you can forgive a person and be like, you know, we just can't be like what we was. People think they try to manipulate you to stay around by saying, well, you got to forgive me. You're a Christian, right? You're a Christian, right? You got to forgive me. And they want you to forgive them. And they want you to, they want to keep the fellowship without no fruit of change. You aren't even changing. right. So what most people do, they'll leave you to go somewhere else. And then they'll find out that the grass, with you was more, was, was, was organic. And this over here was artificial turf. And so they, they come realization doesn't truly mean change. People, a person come to their realization and be like, oh, you you was better for me. And they will come back to you, but they don't have no fruit of change. So they, they came back the same. So forgiveness doesn't mean continuous fellowship. You don't have to, you can forgive them and walk away, move away. You say, hey, we do, I forgive you, but forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness for you. Forgiveness is the opportunity to forgive you to go, give you an opportunity to go forward. And some people that's away from. So, I, I listen, there ain't nothing wrong. Forgive them and keep going. Listen, man, That the, the Bible says, any place that don't accept you, whatever, dust, dust off your feet and keep moving. That's what I do. Listen, I don't go where I'm tolerated, man. If you tolerate me and I feel it, man, I, I just can't, we ain't, I ain't gonna be here. I'm gonna go where I'm celebrating, I'm gonna go where people actually cherish and honor me. And so, yeah, man, forgive and go forward, my friend. Also, can you explain the conception of Jesus in Mary's womb? Was that a miracle exception or did Mary and Joseph have any course to... Nah, nah. Uh, uh, like we own Maury. Maury. Uh, Joseph was not the father. <laughs> Joseph. Was it uh, was it, uh, uh Montel or oh, they went to Maury, the Maury show? Joseph wasn't the father. Anatomy wise, you can look at the mother's womb, the blood, the blood of the child comes from the father. Right. And that's the that's One thing is important. Even God created Eve's womb. God, even God created woman's womb conducive for his perfect uh, self to be brought through in the, in the form of his son. And so uh, it, Joseph was not the father. The Holy Spirit supernaturally planted the seed in Mary's womb. Boom. Blood of the father. Perfect, perfect uh, God blood. Uh, and and he, that's how that's how it happened. Hope they help. But Joseph was not the father. Oh, Kira, thank you for your notes. I appreciate you. Hey, coach, I am a licensed massage therapist and I serve in my church as an usher. And I get compliments for them. And my question is, how do I respond with humility as I'm aware that Christ has given? Great question. Great question to God be the glory. I mean it, don't be saying that you smile at the same time to God be the glory. But you're like, yo, I am I did that. No, God, to God be the glory. Thank you. But God gets the glory for that. He definitely. That's what I do when I preach for my church. and you know, No matter where I go and people are shocked by the, by what. There's a lot of people even in my own church know I was in ministry. I've been at that church since I was 12 years old man, my, because I don't walk around with a with an advertisement. I don't walk around be like, you know, have you seen my videos? You know, no, no, no. Even when I walk in church, people like, man, I didn't know you've been doing this because I don't advertise it. If, if it ain't in front of your eyes, it wasn't meant to be in front of your eyes. I don't force things in front of the eyes of people. If it's not meant to be in front of your eyes, it's not meant to be. So what you do, my friend, to God, to God, be the glory. God gets the glory for that, man. God really does geek man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank, thank them. Thank you. Thank you for your kind words. This is what I, Thank you for your kind words, but God definitely gets the glory. Simple, simple answer. Thank you for your compliment. Thank you. Um, that was kind of you to say, but God gets the glory for sure. Thank you. God gets the glory. That's what I do. Uh, there we go. There's your question I was looking for. This might be the last one I gotta go. Coach Tide, man, I worked today, I, I gotta get back, you know, in the swing of things. I was at work today, the then I came home. Uh, then we had Zoom calls for open house, and then that's what that's why I was a little late. We had a Zoom call, then I took a little brief nap after that. Took about a 20 30 minute nap, and I, I mean, I was all over the place. I didn't really have all my links where they need to be. But coach, coach gonna be all right. Coach, a question: How important is networking in accomplishing a goal? Great question. Um let it happen. Just let it happen. Like, like, like networking for me, I don't pass out business cards, I don't tell people what I do, I let people find out what I do because it's a greater, it's a greater, it's a greater weight on them. If I come to them and I tell you what I do oh, okay, cool. I've met a thousand people like you. But if you just been around them for a long period of time and you just let God move in certain positions and they find out about you, then the conversation is better than you starting the conversation. It's better for, the, uh, for them to start the conversation, surprised at what you do, than to start the conversation telling people what you do. So my advice to you is um, don't worry about networking. Work. The work that God wants you to work, my friend, and what I mean by that is just keep doing you, keep mastering your craft, keep a uh, person developing, keep honoring God, keep that thing on the forefront of your life, and your gift will make room for you. It didn't say you make room for your gift. It says your gift will make room for you. If you master the gift, most people master the gab, but don't master the gift. You People got a mastery of gab, but don't have the mastery of gift. So they, they advertise, but their products are whack master your gift. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. Your gift will do the networking for you. So right now, does coach? I don't email people like, can I speak at your church? No, I never would do that. I only go where God sends me. God is my source. God is my provider. I don't got to go out there and make money. Money is made. You know what I'm saying? So when you understand that, you'll be like, you know what, God, I'm not going to go to these conferences and be like, here's my card. Just go where God leads you. Go where God leads you. and your And your connection with him your net, your net, your tightness of your net between him will work for you down the road. I love y'all. Coach, got to go. I think it's all the questions. Jo- Joseph wasn't the father. I'm telling you, wasn't. Joseph's like, what? No, I'm just joking. you welcome, y'all. you welcome. Hey, coach, been listening to your podcast a lot. They've, they've been a blessing from ATL Joe. Thank you for watching, Cedric. I'm glad God gets the glory, fam. I'm glad to be a blessing. Thank you, coach, for your simplicity. I am 38 and single. Which book will you recommend for me? Well, the only two books that I, three books that I would recommend, depending on where you are, is this book, The Purpose of Singleness. This right here will let you know, it kind of really self-examine your life to see if you whole or full of holes, because you don't want to be a bucket that no matter what is poured into you, is poured out of you. If you got soul ties and stronghold issues, this, this book, The Purpose of Freedom, will be a benefit Great resource there. Um, just kind of really help you understand how to untitle Soul ties, Up New Strongholds. And also dating prep is a great book as well. Dating prep, even if you don't got no couple, no person right now, you answer the questions yourself. So when you answer your question, I'm like okay, what what uh like this question here? Uh let me see, let me find one. Uh like a question. What are your thoughts on waiting? Okay, yeah, what are your thoughts on waiting until marriage for sex? Or how do you handle temptations so what you do is um there's questions here that really helps you with this um how do you respond when tested and tempted poorly fairly or properly what do these results say about what's in your heart what do you need to do to pass these tests and to avoid these temptations these are questions you can answer for yourself so that you will position yourself to be data both I love y'all you know coach do I'll be doing more lives now um I probably do some more little, little, little uh, reminders and some daily plays as I get my rhythms up. But again, make sure you check out my niece's t-shirt. Man, we're so proud of you, Michaela. And so uh, check out her shirts. Um, so I mean, we got we gonna we want to we want to we want to bless her so well, bless her so good. And you get a t-shirt out of this. We want to get we want to show her how God will provide and God will bring a, a community or family to help support um, our youth's dreams. And so um, you don't got to do this for me. Um, but um if you feel late in your heart, man y'all check out th- this t-shirt for her. Um, her proceeds will go into helping her really process and develop um, how she wants to support orphans and build orphanages. We're in the beginning stages and we, we're developing it. but make sure you check that out. I just I'm gonna post the link again in the comment section so that you all can be able to check her shirts out. and for those who are watching a little bit later, on YouTube, the link is in the description box in the comment section below. Coach loves y'all. Uh, I think that's it. Check out the Good Guys podcast. We have some videos we posted out recently. And uh I'll see y'all next time. Peace.